Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you will pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Lippman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We really recorded our last podcast at a very inopportune time. Really too soon. The, too de- soon. the definition of too soon was Jam Session two weeks ago, honest to God, two hours before Hiddle Swift became a thing. The, the biggest thing in the maybe the celebrity world of the last two weeks it, you know what? In a way, I'm glad we've had time to process. It's true. We've had a lot of thoughts. It's it's unfolded. There are many different directions in which we're gonna we're gonna examine it at length. Yes, yeah, so we'll get to that one. Also, more the latest installment in Jenny Slate and Chris Evans' love affair. Incredible. She hit the red carpet this week. Um, but first, a big trailer came out that we both care about: the Bridget Jones's baby trailer, Bridget Jones three. Um, what was your initial reaction? First thoughts for this. I can't help myself was essentially where I am. It was, I can't help myself followed by. So this is what it's like when the fan service comes for you. Mm, Because, you know, we've talked a lot about fan service in terms of sequels and comic books and all of these things of just studios giving audiences exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Studios have not given Amanda Dobbins exactly (laughs) what she wanted until this September when I get a third Bridget Jones. Uh, It's your time, Amanda. It's really a double-edged sword because on the one hand, I am so excited and I watched the trailer and I have a lot of feelings. How many times have you watched it? The trailer or Bridget Jones? The trailer. Uh, Like three. Three. Listen, I'm trying to be calm. Okay. Because I, I think I expectations that. are really important here. Sure. Um, I really enjoyed watching it with you just now. We watched it together. <laughs> it was a very nice moment features with a, Isabella. Features yeah. a great song um, by uh, Jess Glynn, Hold My Hand. Yes. I really, I was like really happy to hear that song. It great usage. A really peak rom-com yeah. soundtrack moment, which yeah. again hits some sort of like pleasure sensor in my brain, even though sure. like if that song comes on the radio, I will scowl at someone. Sure. I love that song. I listen to it like a lot in my home, just like while I'm like cleaning up or something. Okay. It's a cleaning song. I was yeah. going to ask like, what does, what activities does it's it lend like itself to? It's like not for like, like working out, but it's like peppy enough that like some kind yeah. of physical activity, which it's like a cleaning song, like Saturday morning, finally out of bed ready to go it's a great rom-com montage song yeah. a great trailer song i'm with you um yeah i the trailer it's tough so the conceit is bridget jones has is pregnant she doesn't know if she's having patrick dempsey's or um mark darcy's baby yes two things here that i'd like to talk about yes one just by the way, we've entered like the alternate timelines phase of Bridget Jones yes. of the Bridget Jones universe because there actually was a third Helen Fielding book right. uh, that was released a couple years ago called Bridget Jones Mad About the Boy. Yes. Um, which is bears no relation to the movie. It's totally different. They have veered off the script. That's great, actually, because the book, can I just spoil it for sure. people? The book kills Mark Darcy. Oh, I actually heard about that. Weren't people is, really angry? I was really, I was crying. I was an angry. I was like, this is traumatic. Don't do this to me. 
<laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah, he's like he is doing some sort of charity work uh, abroad and gets like killed and it's Médecins sans frontières. Yes, something like that. <laughs> yes. Um so I'm very glad that the third movie is not following the book. Sure. But it is really interesting now to kind of watch the two Bridget Joneses, yeah. you know, kind of spiral off. It's like Renee Bridget is different than book Bridget, like totally. Yeah, which I guess a lot of people always felt. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, also alternate timeline because like 20, like like 15 years have passed in between the movies, right? Yes. So I was like, I just, I don't know. Bridget Jones, how old is she in the books? She's 30 something. Okay. This so is a late pregnancy. Biologically yeah. speaking, difficult pregnancy, but great. How Which is possibly explains the surprise. Sure. It's slightly more plausible in 2016 <laughs> to be surprised if you're like mid 40s. Good point. It seems like um, Patrick Dempsey is playing like his, uh, his, uh, what's the name of the Alabama movie? Sweet Home Sweet Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama character, yes. Yeah. So, uh, interesting thing, like, Dempsey is about to get dempsey again. Yeah. He is the number one dude who's very nice but doesn't get the girl in rom-coms. Right. Interesting lane for him. Yeah, particularly because I'm Grey's, and I'm still, I still miss Derek Shepard all the time. He was not like that. Like, he kind of could have anyone. He was, like, he was, like, a nice guy, but also, like, got the women that he wanted and was a little bit of a heartbreaker and a little bit of a dick. And you want to know what? I loved it. Exactly. I miss Derek so much. And it makes sense. Sweet Home Alabama is before Grey's, so you yeah. don't know that dimension of him. But now that Grey's has kind of revived him yeah. as a alpha hot dude. It's weird that he, he's in a sweater vest and giving people green juice and is no. definitely not going to end up with Bridget. It's kind of weird. Although, can I make a prediction? Sure. Basically, I think that they find out the child is his, but then... She chooses Mark? Yeah. And then they have like a weird modern family. Mm. Interesting. I like that. I mean, I don't know whether I like <laughs> it. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I just like... I don't... This is so upsetting. Like, the point of Bridget Jones is like, okay... Bridget and Mark live happily ever after with probably sure. a lot of hijinks and mishaps. And that's great because that's Bridget. Yes. So it's so upsetting that that's not what actually happens. Anything but that is just really hard to live with. I just also, I'm, I don't need a baby introduced into this. I love babies. I love watching YouTube videos of children. I like hanging out with real people's children. This is not, but it's not what I need. I don't want this to be like a mom plot. Yeah. I, I it's, think it's not my Bridget Jones experience. Sure. In part because Bridget Jones is like the archetypal like single woman right. for a certain very privileged set of women. <laughs> sure. So like I get it. But you know, it it's now that we're doing the mommy stuff, I don't know. I agree with you. It's also really hard to separate like I when I was younger, when I first saw the Bridget Jones movie, mm-hmm. um, like Renee Zellweger, like just like inhabited Bridget Jones, and a lot was made about like her weight gain for the movie and how she did like a great job and say what you will about her accent. She really went for it. Right. It's really hard for it was hard for me to watch that trailer and not think about everything that's happened to her face, particularly compared to Colin Firth, who probably's had some work done, but not as obvious. Yes. And it's just like a very stark reminder of how hard it is to age on screen and Renee Zellweger like two years ago had that crazy like she'd been off the grid and came back to the red carpet right. with a new with a new face kind of right and it's really hard to watch that and not be distracted and by that, it that so that face is gone it she looks like Renee yeah I would say in this but yeah aging is a bitch this is the kind of the first really time hard so I guess you and I are getting to the point where we have grown up with people yeah. and can actually remember before and after yeah um absolutely that's it was that was some water in the face. Yeah. It was dark. Also, one more question. Sure. How do you feel about no Hugh Grant? Um, 
That's a tough one. It's really tough. It's like complicated though because I love his movies and like obviously Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Two Weeks Notice, like incredibly important movies. Keep going. Do you want to name all the other Hugh Grant movies you love? (laughs) And music and lyrics Right, okay. There we go. That was probably his last great rom-com performance though, if I I had to say. That is the hill you'll die on. That's an incredibly weird opinion. (laughs) I just really enjoy that movie. As an act of love, I recently tried to watch music and lyrics again. To uh, to bond with Juliet, uh, I made it, it was, about an hour. It's really nice of you. I really appreciate it. I I, I like movies with singing, so that also is like, right, helpful. That, I guess that was like a particularly tough aspect of it for me, <laughs> right? So I like that, but um, I think he's really sketchy, and like he's I mean, he is really sketchy, and I don't. Think oh, you he, mean in real life? Yeah, I'm having a hard time separating real life from the Bridget Jones's baby movie. It's, okay, it's uncomfortable, but it's it's my it's a burden right now another another unfortunate part of aging <laughs> can't just ignore all the bad stuff but so in that context you're okay with Hugh not being a part kind of, it. of i'm sort of like over him also i've never found him particularly attractive well if you want to talk about aging and Hugh grant that's a real situation yeah so i would agree with you a bit but yeah so i don't know i, I don't miss him I, I don't know i just like it's so hard to want anyone to get in the way of mark and bridget that's the thing it, it I don't know that I want Hugh Grant back, and I don't know that I need to watch a third movie of that exact love triangle. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like being on season five of a Shonda Rhimes show. Like, I get it. But it is weird to have a new person stuck between them. I'm just like, this is not what we're about. This is not part of my universe, going back to (laughs) my weird fan service. Also, why do we need an American in this movie? Like, couldn't couldn't we have had a third guy who was British? That's a great, great point. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, no Americans in Bridget Jones' diary. (laughs) She's English, and she's like, she doesn't see America. I don't know. That really bothered me. The other shot that was kind of jarring was her walking across the bridge, across the Thames. Yes. Compared to when she in a dress that Kate Middleton has definitely worn yeah. on a red carpet. That was somewhere. like a very like tight, lacy dress compared to the last time they did that shot. She had like her hair up. She's kind of a mess. The scarf. It was snowing. Right. This was like Shaka Khan was playing. Yeah. And the cigarette and sex counts are up on the right. like, display board. I've watched the original movie many times. <laughs> it's been on TV a lot lately. Please have me. <laughs> um, it's just obviously like. Renee Zellweger is just in a really different place in her career, what she's willing to do. And I don't blame her at all, but it's just, it makes the movie different. It absolutely, yeah, it does. It's kind of a bummer. It's less fun. It's harder to identify with Bridget as a regular, as a regular white woman. Exactly. No, it's very true. I mean, I guess it was maybe hard before, but it's even harder now. Yeah. That all said, I will be there opening day. Yeah, of course. Play more Jess Glynn too. I'm just worried (laughs) that if the song is in the trailer, it can't be in the movie. It's like they're kind of like picking their poison. Does that hold, really? I don't know. That's a good point. I just can't think of a... Like, I, I remember when the um, trailer for the Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, American Gangster came out. Mm-hmm. The trailer right. was so much better because of the music. Like, and then right. the Jay-Z album that came out with, a, with the record was not as good. It was That's like, very true. It was like all downhill from the trailer. Concerned about Bridget <laughs> in that case. It's true. The only reference I can think of off the top of my head is the social network, uh, children's choir creep oh my god that was the best but that was not in the movie yeah i know but the movie was still good so it's okay great i still watch clips of it all the time i i I just yeah in fact i did yesterday what a great great movie i agree the last time justin timberlake was good at anything yeah it's true Um, anyway this is coming september 16th i can't wait are you counting down the days that's pretty soon that's under three months away yeah 
You should do like a like a personal countdown on your at AK Dobbins. Like one Bridget Jones fact or photo a day. Like your own social media By the campaign. Way, if you are following at AK Dobbins, it really almost already is. Just like Bridget <laughs> Jones facts at random. Every time I'm home alone, I just turn it on and then share opinions. One thing the movies never really did was get into her great friendships with, with her three friends. And I would love I would love for that to be a part of this movie that I don't have high hopes. Sharon Sh- Shazer Shazer was on Veep recently. Oh, she was. She was. She was on like the Camp David episode uh, uh. recently of Veep. It was very jarring for me. She can only be Shazer. Wow, yeah, that's, that's big for her. Very it's, delayed. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen one of those friends outside of the context of Bridget Jones. Um, the guy Tom. I always mm-hmm. thought he could go places, but he didn't. It's nice. I like that they're preserved sure. in Bridget Jones. Yeah. They're, they, and they're back. Clearly, they weren't too busy. Yeah. That's good. I'd like to get more of them. That was one of my favorite parts of the books was her friendships. That they didn't. They just yes. really cut those out. It's true. But, I, you know, that's like the girl side of Bridget Jones. If they were to, like, remake Bridget Jones in the, in the style of girls, like, the friends would be in it way oh, more. Yeah, that's true. Just, an, just a thought. Okay. That's an idea for someone. In a way, isn't girls just really the girls' yes. version of Bridget Jones? It is. Okay. Completely. Has yeah. anyone talked about that before? You and me, right here. Wow. We're, we're breaking new ground. <laughs> well, June, I'm sorry, September 2016. We'll definitely be there. I can't wait. I'm excited, too. Um, okay, let's move on. Taylor Swift. This is a semi-Taylor Swift podcast. Yeah, Jam, so- Jam Session, a.k.a. a Taylor Swift non-fan site. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would like to say thank you to all of the people who saw the news and then were like, where is our jam session? That's really nice. That <laughs> makes really me feel nice. great. Um, I, you Thanks know, so here it is. It, it, we've taken some time. A it's lot has developed. Weeks. I'm officially ready to say this is 100% fake. This oh, is, 100%. This is, this is her, more, her most staged relationship since Harry Styles in 2013. It's, I mean, this is our opinion. Yeah. It's really important to state that. But yeah, I think that this is probably the most textbook example of a showmance that we have seen in many years. Yeah. And it's probably a great way to educate the public at large that this is a <laughs> thing that happens. I'm sorry. But look at the photographs. So they're in Rome right yes. now. They went to the Vatican this morning. That's just FYI. so unromantic. But okay, cool. Maybe they're really into art. I guess so. <laughs> really into Renaissance Maybe art. Maybe they really like that scene in Goodwill Hunting and they want to know what this Sistine Chapel smells like. Anyway, I just watched Goodwill Hunting. It's been on cable a Such lot. Such a great movie. It's really soothing. It's a really great movie. It's fantastic. So... <laughs> Sorry, what a terrible title. That's just the one good thing. Good one. Yeah, I, I know. I honestly only realized that like three days ago while watching it on cable. I was like, hmm, that wasn't a great choice. I think I was in seventh grade when it came out and I was really confused about what it was about. I was like, is it a hunting movie? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. Will Hunting is kind of like the Jane Eyre of movies for me where I definitely read Jane Eyre too young and then I read it again mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, right, this is why it's great. And like, Will Hunting I saw when it came out and I was like, cool, Matt and Ben and then like rewatched it like several years right. later and I was like, oh yeah, this is a great emotional movie. Will, good Will Hunting was also an interesting time for us because it it was the same year as Titanic. Yeah. And so, like, everyone in my, like, school was very into Titanic. Yeah. And Goodwill Hunting was, like, slightly too advanced. Yeah. My best friend had a Goodwill Hunting poster on her wall. Mm-hmm. And, like, for some reason, it was, like, a joke that she had, like, a that she had a Robin Williams poster. And it was, like, why <laughs> would you want Robin Williams on your wall? It was so, it was really weird. Anyway, back to Taylor Swift. Yeah, I guess that's evidence of how little we want to talk about this. No, we should talk about no, it. No, I don't, I don't not want to, but I'm just like, Taylor, we've seen this from you before. It's just, who do you think you're fooling at this point? Seriously, we're not idiots. So they have been in Rome for a couple days. I love Rome. What so a wonderful right. city. It's great. 
Which is having a great time. Jam Sessions Guide to Europe. Yeah. It's really pretty. It is really nice. It's really cool. The Trevi Sometimes romantic things happen there. (laughs) So they're in Rome with his mom. No, okay, we can go back to the the parents thing is another thing that right. I want to say. I, they showed up in Rome a couple days ago, just like on a quote romantic vacation. Okay, and the paparazzi have been with them everywhere, and I do think that it's harder if you're Taylor Swift to avoid the paparazzi than if you are, say, Jenny Slate. Sure. That said, she did a very good job avoiding them with with uh, her ex boyfriend Calvin Harris. Exactly, and I just. Every single photograph looked so staged, yeah. and they're so aware of the paparazzi. And I understand being aware of the paparazzi is part of being Taylor Swift. You're just kind of used to them being around. Yeah. But they are performing, and it's really gross. And I don't, they're not good enough at acting to get away with it. <laughs> I don't, I actually also just don't get it. Like, what does she, what does she gain from this? I, it's very confusing to me. I've never understood really any of her fake relationships. When she was younger, I understood it more, but she's so famous now. Like, what does she need this? Like, what is this achieving for her? Here is my theory. Okay, great. And it's also supported by a different theory that I think is really useful. Great. Um, So my basic theory is that the Calvin Harris thing was winding down. Mm -hmm. um, And then Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston were thrown together at the Met Gala. And there Mm. was that video of them dancing like extremely awkwardly together. But some tabloids kind of did the thinking emoji face. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hmm. Um, hmm, Which I think was enough to give them an idea. Yeah. Um, And it's possibly an exit ramp for Taylor Swift. And for Tom Hiddleston is obviously a great way to get publicity so that you can get the James Bond role, which is, I think, what's going on. Right. That's like that. Starting to circulate that he's using this to get the to get um, higher approval rating as James Bond. His team would would uh, not comment to page six on that, which was amazing. Um, This is a great rom-com plot, by the way. Meet at the Met. So you start at the Met. Oh, that's great because all good pop culture things involve the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Yes. I was home a couple weeks ago and I was like, Dad, we're going to the Met. Let's go. And he was like, what? I was like, let's just walk. We'll just go. It'll be really fun. I was like, yeah. It was was really nice. Anyway, um, you start at the Met. You have a cool like dance break up top. And then they're like, and then they see the stories the next few mm-hmm. days. This is kind of like a, a hitch meets how to lose a guy in 10 days. Meets Notting Hill. Meets Notting Hill. Sure. And then you got this like 21st century rom-com. Starts at the Met. They read about themselves on the internet. And they're like, huh, okay, let's just go with it. Then they have some big fight because Calvin Harris comes back into the picture. Be like, I made a mistake. I'm sorry I was right. commenting about you on Instagram. Right. And then she's like, you know what? I've moved on. I have found my James Bond. And then she, oh, see, that's pretty good. So right now they're in like the the fake. Yeah, fake. That's like we're like minute 40. Two. We're minute 40 of the, yeah. the rom-com. Exactly. But then it's going to turn into true love. Yeah. So they definitely haven't slept together yet in the rom-com. No, 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 no. Because this was going to be a question I was to ask you. Do you believe that they are actually no. sleeping together? She's so asexual to me, though. If they are two people who do not uh, communicate like sexual Chemistry, passion just yeah. in general yeah agreed. <laughs> yeah fair enough okay but i would like to go back to the theory of how this happened okay so we do think they were thrown together with the matt gala and it kind of gets all of the people thinking um i need to give credit to the next part of theory the theory to ali jones who is a mm. writer at the cut great uh i'm quoting from her article here's why taylor swift let the paparazzi catch her kissing tom hiddleton oh i love it um and she's writing about the the Sun cover that came out about three hours after our last podcast. Where they're at her Rhode Island house. Yes. Sitting on the rocks um, where she's been photographed like many times extremely before. Extremely conspicuously making out. 
shout out to sweaters. the sun, by the way, for Tinker Taylor snag the spy. That's just a great headline. <laughs> um, anyway, so Allie Jones uh, pointed out uh-huh. that the Taylor that this rumor came out, I think a day before, maybe even twelve hours before. A GQ profile of Kim Kardashian mm. that includes some very unflattering facts about Taylor Swift. What were some of the facts? Um, so basically, the Kim Kardashian profile reignites the whole Kanye Taylor right. famous, I made that bitch famous, uh, feud. Uh, and Kim's position is that Taylor definitely knew, definitely gave permission, and then definitely took the permission back. And Kim, being a loyal wife, is really pissed off and gets pretty lit about it. Um, And so GQ then asked Taylor Swift's camp for a statement, which I would love to read Please do. I think this might be the best publicist statement of all time. Um, Taylor does not hold anything against Kim Kardashian as she recognizes the pressure Kim must be under and that she is only repeating what she has been told by Kanye West. However, that does not change the fact that much of what Kim is saying is incorrect. Um, <laughs> and then great. it goes to negate all the things and like really boring detail, which I'm going to skip through. Um, Kanye West never told Taylor he was going to use the term that bitch in referencing her. A song cannot be approved if it was never heard. Kanye West never played the song for Taylor Swift. Taylor heard it for the first time when everyone else did and was humiliated. Kim Kardashian's claim that Taylor and her team were aware of being recorded is not true, and Taylor cannot understand why Kanye West and now Kim Kardashian will not just leave her alone. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is an amazing That's thing. That's pretty good. It's really good. I, I like I think Taylor Swift it makes me like her a little bit more. I, I like I like a punchy Swift. I do like a punchy Swift. Don't be so, so nice all the time. But you know, if they gave a statement, then they very clearly knew that the story was coming. Yeah. Is kind of the point of, Especially of Allie Jones' theory. A long, by the way, well-worded it, statement. It was a great story in GQ by Katie Weaver that people should read. Check it out. Yeah. Because it has some thoughts about what Kim Kardashian's boob feels like. But <laughs> clearly Taylor's camp knew this was coming. And they aren't that... Accidents don't happen with Taylor no, Swift. So it's kind of the Allie Jones theory. So I think that... Accidents also don't happen with the Kardashians. Yeah, that's really true. Two camps. This is all really constructed. If you take anything away from listening to any jam session ever, (laughs) it's this. Celebrities know what they're doing and everything is intentional. Don't believe the hype. I just (laughs) want you to know that, okay? Should we get you a dope soapbox? I guess so. I just like, I want people to understand. And, you know, then you can kind of appreciate the art. Because Taylor Swift is actually very good at manipulating yeah. the press. I mean, she's become a very important celebrity. I mean, we're talking about her fake relationship two weeks later. She's keeping it going. She's brought the parents into it. Oh, God. This is another thing. So soon after making out in Rhode Island, by the way, they're just jet setting everywhere. They're in England jealous. and they're photographed smiling with Tom Hiddleston's mom. I'm so jealous. I want to travel like that. Sure. Me too. It seems great. <laughs> like she seems like she's had a great two weeks. Great time to go to England. Granted, we don't know how long this has been going on. No. But I think you got to assume a month max of fake uh, or real relationship sure. and you're already introducing the parents that's a no-go and so like also a lot to ask of your parents like they're not gonna be sticking around why should your parents invest here because your parents want you to be james bond i guess so but like her her parents met him too right in rhode island so, i believe so yeah so like that's a lot how many how many men have taylor, taylor swift's parents have to entertain it's a lot i guess probably all of them yeah 
Probably. She seems in general like someone who is introducing the parents too soon. Yeah, like just needs to get that approval. Just want to know where the, where their parents stand. I guess. <laughs> just wants to put that pressure on a relationship already. Yeah. It's high stakes or no stakes it's, with her. It's a lot. One thing I was looking into was the photo agencies that provided the various photos. I was just curious if there's any consistency. This was a great theory that you had. I think that I need to look into this more, but I'm pretty sure that there's like certain photographers that get access to Taylor Swift and obviously like certain, you know, like Splash and FameFlyNet are the best for like quote unquote paparazzi photos. Right. But I think that I I need to do some some deep forensic analysis, but I think that, that Taylor people likely work with the same photographers over and over again. It's also one way of controlling the type of photos that get out there. Exactly. Like Beyonce doesn't like to have ones where she looks unflattering, like that are unflattering. Right. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't either, but it's like one way to control that is to like have people in your pocket and in your corner. I, I have no evidence of this, but it is a fairly standard theory that there celebrities will call a paparazzi yeah. and just kind of make a deal. Like, yeah, if, if you take this many shots and then you'll leave me alone. Yeah. I would, I think it makes sense. It does. I guess if it's the only way of controlling it, as yeah. you said. Yeah. I, uh, it's it's bizarre. I just still think that the fake relationship thing for Taylor Swift, obviously, is this is benefiting Tom Hiddleston way more. This is more than I ever planned on talking about him in the year 2016. So, true. so I just don't get it for her. But I guess it's just a way of getting rid of the Calvin Harris noise. And he's not willing to really go away so quietly. And getting rid of Kim and Kanye noise, which it, yeah. it did. Right. Good point. We that's, haven't talked about that. That's the real issue, I guess. Um, I would, if I were her, and I saw the famous video on Friday, I would just be like, "Fuck yeah. this guy." Talk about a bitch. Right. And another thing that we just have not really talked about at large. I don't really feel the need to talk about it now. The, so yeah, I, the Kanye West famous single is probably my favorite track off of Pablo. Mm-hmm. The video was seemed like just really craven. Like it's like all these um, craven. All, it's like what was it was it wax figures or was it I believe so wax yes. figures to look like these celebrities other famous people um poor choice releasing it on a Friday night in summer that's my I think that's well, Kanye's I mean, Kanye I, made a mistake the most telling part is that he then quote premiered it on E News yeah where his wife has a television empire right and also was like who's gonna sue me like I don't think he met his his objectives here yeah. didn't get the attention he was hoping for uh the GQ the Katie Weaver piece points out that Kim is the CEO and Kanye is the artist in the family and it's very true and I thought that was a very specific example mm-hmm. of she's just kind of making sure he can do his weird potentially uh offensive videos I guess it's like nice she's supporting it's her husband love. I guess you know modern love <laughs> Let's talk about Jenny Slate and Chris Evans. But first, Mr. Robot's coming back. Woo! Mr. Robot, the 2015 Peabody Award and Critics' Choice Award winner, returns on July 13th. That's under a month away. Starring Golden Globe and SAG Award nominee Rami Malek and Golden Globe Award winner Christian Slater, Mr. Robot follows Elliot, a cybersecurity engineer by day and vigilante hacker by night, who follows a mysterious leader to join hacker group F Society. They put their skill to the test in taking down e a giant conglomerate that owns the whole world's personal and banking information. Sounds terrifying because it is. But when they pull the hack off, they quickly realize that they had no idea what they were getting into. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Robot is full of stellar acting. That is true. And one of the most uniquely shot TV shows around. That's really true. It is true. Every shot is framed with like beautiful negative space. It looks great. Very interesting linear lines. Very Very, mysterious. It's very cool. Mr. Robot returns for season two on Wednesday, July 13th at 10, 9 central on the USA Network. The official Twitter handle for Mr. Robot is at 
at who is Mr. Robot if you want to get updates beforehand. And if you want to tweet about the show yourself or post an Instagram, use the hashtag hashtag Mr. Robot. The official show page is usanetwork.com slash Mr. Robot. And you can get tons of updates from whoismrrobot.com and experience the digital companion to the show. Okay, back to the celebrity goss. Um, more celebrity couples. I just can't get enough of celebrity couples, I guess. It's one of my main interests. Uh, this one, Jenny Slate and Chris Evans are official. They're red carpet official. They might not be Facebook official, but they're red carpet official. That's the most official it can get other than marriage. I am extremely excited for them. Okay. On a number of levels. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. Number one, I just can't get over this. Like, just shout out to Jenny Slate. And who is like, dating Captain America? I don't think anyone can get over it. The media seems really flummoxed by it. Um, Just uh, did you see it coming? I didn't. No, I definitely, I definitely did not. I recently had the pleasure of telling people in my life who are not aware of Chris Evans and Jenny Slate. I just got to tell them for the first time. It's it's a gift. Everyone should get to witness people learning about Jenny Slate and Chris Evans for the first time. I mean, the Daily Mail is still processing it. Let me read you a headline. I'd love to hear it. So this is what he sees in her. SNL vet Jenny Slate oh, displays right. impressive figure in white dress after going public with beau Chris Evans. I'll just, I'll just read you a little bit from this article. Yeah. She has won the heart of Captain America. And on Tuesday, SNL vet Jenny Slate showed the world what Chris Evans sees in the funny girl besides her wicked sense of humor. The brunette beauty, 34, looked toned and trim in a white dress as she made her way into the late show. Blah, blah, blah. The yeah. Columbia University graduate highlighted her tiny waistline, toned arms, and log legs right, in the little right, summer enough. number that had I call white... Oh, great. I get it. Stop. One more, one more. Okay. And the actress's locks were worn in an unusual style with a middle part and massive curls adding big volume. All right. So this is very upsetting. I just, I, I, it's making me question my uh, daily readership of the Daily Mail. And there's been a lot of offensive things on the Daily Mail, but this might be a tipping point for me. This is rough. Go on. This is just like. As someone who also reads the Daily Mail every day and feels the same way you do, I would like you to expand upon that sentiment. Um, well, it's just not so shocking that they're dating. I mean, she's an actress. He's an actor. She is, like, very above average in terms of, like, size of person and attractiveness. She's extremely attractive She's talented. obviously smart and talented. Like, um, I would say the one thing you can really quibble over with her is if you like listening to her voice or not, because it's very specific. <laughs> but they don't really mention this in this article. We're not and interested <laughs> in anything she has to say. I don't know. This Even is, superficially. This is just so offensive. And... I mean, I, I, I'm a little embarrassed that this is what's pushed me over the edge of the Daily Mail because there's so many more offensive things and, like, a lot of articles written about them. But this is just, like, really, really rude and, like, um, uh, like very uh, objectifying. And while I objectify celebrities all the time, it's very harsh to read it in this format. I don't know. I find this really upsetting. I agree with you. They have a particular standard that yeah. is horrifying and reflects yeah. the worst impulses of all of us. But it's the worst impulses of all of us every day yeah. written in screaming headlines it's really bad maybe i should be above it i don't know is here's it, my thing okay if any 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 other celebrity website could figure out how to 
post large zoomable photos <laughs> in a scrollable way and I don't have to click through your fucking slideshow that always breaks. Like I'm done with the Daily right. Mail. It only takes one. Someone be a hero. <laughs> some developer just build a better website that has their image function because that's really all I'm using it for. You know how they have that that site Nuzzle that takes out everything but links from your Twitter feed? We need like the opposite with the Daily Mail. Only photos Let's from the do Daily it. Mail. You could literally bankrupt the Daily Mail with that. Yeah. Because I think everyone has the exact same level of shame scrolling through that right sidebar. But listen, I need to know what Kate Middleton is wearing every day. And no one is posting it like more quickly and with all of the photos I need. I know. They they fill a service, but it's also like just so detestable. It's it's really hard. I have to think about this more. I, I can't give up on the Daily Mail yet. I mean, I wish that someone would just tweet out all of their pictures. Kind of like saved you a, saved you a click. But like saved you For the daily, daily mail. mail. Yeah. But even that'd be really helpful. But they have so many stories a day. Who could do that? Quite, also, it's not quite large enough. I really need to be able to zoom. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's true. Anyway, this just makes me want to celebrate them even more. Because Jenny, Jenny Sl- Slade and Chris Evans. Yeah. Yes. This is so mean. So did you watch her her uh, red carpet interview talking about Chris Evans? I have only actually read the transcript. I don't think that I could handle her actually talking about her dream middle school boyfriend. She did say that. I have a take on this, which is I think yes. it seemed like while very true, also like she was prepared for it. Like very like so it was kind of like delivered in a way that did not ring true. Having seen her stand up and knowing what she's like yes. kind of casually, the, like the red carpet Jenny Slate is definitely like a prepared persona. Right. And I did see she said at some point that she was not used to walking red carpets this yeah. large. It was for her animated movie the Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. Uh, and so she said that it was nice to have someone who is more experienced at giant red carpets, a.k.a. Captain fucking America, uh, by her side to teach her how to do it, which is exactly what you're talking about. She was very nervous about it. I thought that was sweet. It was cute. It he could have shaved. He also could have worn not a horrible outfit. He looked like he had like just like arrived from the laundromat. All the rest of his clothes were like still drying or something. He has a really full like leisure beard going right now. Yeah. And it made me worry whether he's like trying to explore like his hippie crunchy side, whether like Jenny Slate is ringing out like Brooklyn Captain America, which really defeats the point of Captain America. That's not what I want from Chris Evans. I was more upset with his like white golf shirt. It was really bad. Like golf shirt in like the generic sense, like not actually for playing golf, yeah. but like, like kind of like a polo, but not, I don't know. It just looked like a he did not try very stupid hard. shirt. Yeah. I guess he wasn't planning on being photographed, but come on, dude. Or you Captain America. Yeah. I mean, didn't make sense. I I was looking at pictures of this red carpet because of this. And um, as a result, I've learned that the trio of women in this movie is Jenny Slade, Ellie Kemper, and Lake Bell. Can we get some live action work with the three of them together? <laughs> That's really true. That's a great trio. Who doesn't love all three of them? They have also like all great reputations, pretty much. I, I would agree. Really into them. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why we're wasting them on a kid's movie where they can't be seen. I completely agree. I support that. Yeah. Let's give them a podcast. Instead, we got fucking bad moms, whatever. I know. And we'll talk about that some other Can't time. Can't even go there right now. Okay. I kind of want more for Ellie Kemper. I don't watch her Netflix show. I don't either. I would like for her to be doing bigger things, not like a show that NBC rejected and has a cult following on Netflix. I think that that's reasonable to want more for the people in your life. Yeah. She I- seems like a lovely... I, I'm like smart. What well, happened to her book with her sister? She, I don't know, but she's in a movie with Captain America's girlfriend. So that's something. <laughs> Congratulations, Ellie Kemper. That is big. I also like thought there was going to be more from Lake Bell. Didn't you write a Lake Bell story once? 
I did. Did I you re- like her when you like when you met her? Yeah, she was really lovely. It was for her uh, a movie that she directed. She wrote and directed called right. In a World. Right, I watched it. Um, speaking of uh, women's voices, it, there is a um, it's about a woman who wants to be a voiceover artist, and Lake Bell kind of uses it to criticize how women our age sure. talk. Um, and I remember talking with her at length ab- about that section because I thought it was really great. And it was only when I was listening to the playback of my recording that I realized that she was very supportively uh, critiquing my style of voice <laughs> as well, but in a really nice way and giving me a pep talk and teaching me that you have to be strong and ask for what you want. That's and really I, nice. I like to think that I remember Lake Bell's advice from time to time, but she was great. I liked that movie. Yeah. Like all three of these, these gals, let's, let's get them something. We've got a lot of outlets for live action work these days. I have more streaming services than I can keep up with. Why aren't we creating more? I mean, just a suggestion. I don't know. I just, I can't wait to see where we're at with Jenny Slate and Chris Evans, like on October 1st. We're already so far beyond where I thought they'd be. I can't believe they're public. I can't either. Also, it's pretty soon for them yeah. to probably, did I was kind of like wow that's really just rubbing it in yeah um, I find it an interesting trope that's come up with famous people in general most notably LeBron James is like we're just a couple of kids from X just a couple of kids <laughs> from Ohio just a couple of kids from Massachusetts just a kid from Atlanta like cool yeah. I, we all have hometowns that doesn't explain <laughs> it all I mean I think that's an interesting like go-to crutch though to explain who you are I think that's true. I guess it does have a built-in audience, which yeah, is that's true. Useful. Homerism, yeah. People like do love their home. If you if you are from northeastern Ohio or like Massachusetts, you probably have like strong feelings about it. And I do remember when the first Jenny Slate and Chris Evans rumors came out. I think the Boston local paper had a very funny headline about like two hometown kids just making it work, and all of the Boston people were like very excited about it. Funny you should bring that up. I did read a Boston.com story about them. Okay, today. great. The first of all, it got kind of like the long form treatment where it's just like a white page headline photo text like they just like really wanted you to focus on it and the headline was jenny slate on boyfriend chris evans were just like both two teenagers from massachusetts subhead new couple alert then they go into the story okay well not new but no. fair but, enough but they're like the, the state of massachusetts is getting a big win from this which is yeah. we've, we've all been rooting for the state of massachusetts so this is great to see they really needed this one i do get that i just want to go back briefly both taylor and jenny slate are in public new relationships very soon after breakups know, guys. be careful this is dicey it's dicey it's also just kind of mean to the exes? Yeah, I think I, going back to the theme of every single celebrity thing is planned and yeah. mediated, I have a little heart. Jenny Slate and Chris Evans seem less um, mediated. Like they just. I guess that's true. The rumor got out and they yeah. gave us six weeks of just Wondering. Like, screaming about their sex life, which I'm sure is still robust. So I shout out so. to them. I hope so. I'm looking forward to her next movie with Jillian Robespierre. Oh, I didn't know that they were doing it. I think one. they're working on another one together. I loved Obvious Child. As did I. So can't I can't wait. I don't know. I just good luck to these two. I just hope it lasts into the into the fall. This seems this is really a summer romance, the way they're going after this, and they're just like giggly. Just two kids from Massachusetts. Listen, have her great summer. No regrets. We'll see what happens in the fall, okay? <laughs> Definitely how I'm feeling. Let's do it, Summer. Uh, thanks for listening to Jam Session. Thanks, guys.
Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, watch the critically acclaimed drama Mr. Robot on July 13th when it returns to the USA Network for its second season. Amanda, have you set your DVR yet? Not yet. This is a good reminder. Thank you. Get on it. I mean, after all, Tailed by Rolling Stone is the number one show of 2015, and it was named Best Drama by the Golden Globe and Critics' Choice Awards. Mr. Robot follows a cybersecurity engineer who is recruited by the mysterious leader of an underground group determined to bring down the world's largest corporation. It sounds scary, but honestly, this is quite timely. When their hack is a success, the consequences are far greater than they had imagined. Starring Rami Malek and Christian Slater, Mr. Robot returns Wednesday, July 13th at 10, 9 central, only on USA.